Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. Let's go over to Ezekiel 47, could we? Um, today is really a prophetic word for all of us as individuals, where we're going to go with this. Uh, it's a little bit shorter as far as content goes, but as far as impact goes, I'm believing it's going to be even greater. And uh, <clears throat> Mike Holbrook commented to me this morning, he said, man, your notes aren't, you didn't have as many notes. Everybody secretly now, Mike is saying, thank you, Jesus. No. <laughs> Some not so secretly, my wife being one of those. Um, but uh, <laughs> today, it's really going to uh, come across as a prophetic word for all of us, and, and, and a prophetic word for some in particular. I know there are some people here that this is going to be very um, impactful uh, of maybe what you've just gone through, or in your recent history, or maybe some things you're facing today. But also, and just as importantly, I believe it's a prophetic word for this house called People's Church. And it's not that I've refrained bringing what I feel, you know, the Lord would be speaking to us about where we're at in our journey as a body of believers in the light of the past year and a half or so. We've had some guests in who spoke very specifically, and I think those are either on our website or they're out there, if you are interested. We had a young man uh, from, from Bethel, and um, he knew nothing of this church, nothing. And he came in on a Sunday morning. Uh, Pastor Grace was here, and, and he spoke literally, literally as if he had been watching the video of the past you know, number of years here and spoke directly into it. It was one of the most encouraging things for Susan and I because it confirmed to us Oh, God's not done. <laughs> you know, we go through the, the valleys and the mountains and the highs and lows, and we're like, Lord, what's it? But uh, the Lord's got it, got it all mapped out. And if we'll stay in tune with him and in step with him, he'll get us through. He will complete that which, he, which we have committed unto him against that day. Uh, but it's a prophetic word. I, as I was going through this, um, I believe next Sunday is a, a six-part series, and um, you, you, you guys don't know me well enough to know, you know, my heart in ministry and some things, but um, I love studying the Word, of course. I love doing series, but some of this stuff I will take out to other places, and, and this is one of those messages that I know is for a couple of churches that are, that are um, wanting me to come and speak into their... Into their um, into their ministries, and this is, that's, I'm not saying, oh man, I'm trying it out on you, it's not, the Lord gave this to, to me for us, but I also know in the us, the Lord is doing some things, getting ready for some others that need this, I, this Ezekiel 46, 47, 48, I believe is the Old Testament equivalent, or not the equivalent, but the Old Testament pattern, so whenever you read the book of Acts, you, you're not surprised by new material. 
if I can put it that way. Uh, what the book of Acts tells us was going on in the early church is what Ezekiel, particularly 47, is describing in a, in a visionary and prophetic way God's heart of the way the church should operate in the spirit, in the supernatural realm. So I said all that to say this. Uh, as we continue on in the supernatural way of life for the believer in the day that we live in, I want you to go to Ezekiel 47, verse 8. I'm not going to recap. If you haven't been here, uh, you can get the messages online if you're really interested in and all of that, but uh, they'll stand alone on their own, each one of these messages, but uh, the past uh, four messages we've been going through, Ezekiel 46 and 47, and it's really the Spirit of the Lord was showing this prophet uh, the ways of the river, the ways of the supernatural realm, in, in how uh, he wants each one of us to live, and how what we would call the body of Christ, the church in the world, the, the, um, the uh, bride of Christ that's in the world today, that is the salt and the light, uh, the way that that church should operate it. And sad to say, not just in our generation, but in, in every preceding generation, there's been times of advance and there's been times of stagnation. You go into Revelation where he gives the seven, uh, the seven churches of Asia and he speaks to them and, and um, is very much a, a message in those seven churches to the church throughout the ages. There's the good and there's the not so good and there's the thing that you need to work on. And, um, uh, and it's all about we are called to live a supernatural life. If you're a Christian and just trying to live after the flesh, you're going to be continually frustrated. Galatians talks about it. Paul dealt extensively with it and um, about how to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. But here I want to talk to you today about the healing of the waters in 47 Ezekiel verse 8. I'm just going to start reading there and then we'll uh, continue on. Then he said to me, <laughs> now we're just jumping in on this verse 8, these first, this first uh, introduction. Then he said to me, Way back in the first chapter of Ezekiel, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth verse, somewhere in there, where Ezekiel began to have this vision, the Lord came to him, and Ezekiel started the whole vision that he's still continuing on with this, that the Lord said to me. And I didn't count them up, but it's, it's, it's in excess of more fingers than you have on your hands. How many times Ezekiel uses this, um, this uh, caveat, if you will, then the Lord said to me. God just continu continues to keep speaking to him and continues to keep speaking to him. I want to tell you something. Uh, God is a wonderful conversationalist, and he wants to talk to every one of you, and it doesn't matter if you want to hear it or not. He'll speak to you whether you're listening or not. He that has an ear... In Jesus, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. It doesn't mean that, oh, we, uh, you know, we're dead. It just means he's always speaking. Just is, li listen up. And so this is just going on. He said, he said, then he said to me. Last week we set it up where uh, the Spirit of God was, was bringing him through from shallow water to deep water. Another caveat there. 4,000 cubits. And when you read it, from where the water is to the ankle to where it was a river that he, that he couldn't even uh, begin to cross in his own power, and it's 4,000 cubits, you know, when you read that as a Western Christian, you think, well, man, that was a long way, that river. It wasn't at all. Each one of those, each one of those um, 
uh, distances uh, was about a quarter mile. If you take what a cubit is and 17 and a half inches and measure it on five, you know, uh, 4,000 times, it's, it's just a little over a mile. So each cubit, th- each time the, the, the uh, Spirit of God measured out a thousand cubits, we think, man, that was a long way. That was like across states or regions. No, it was a very short distance. What's the point? The point is this. You can go a long way in God real quick. It doesn't take a whole lifetime to go from the shallow to the deep. Come on, that ought to encourage somebody. It doesn't take 15 years of seminary and Bible college and, and fasting until you weigh 27 pounds or you know, whatever it is. No, you can go a long way quick. Jesus took 12 disciples and in three and a half years used them to turn the world upside down. He's still doing that. The enemy will tell you, oh, I've got to travel, you know, two decades before I could ever do whatever is on my heart. No, you don't. You just need to get closer and get deeper in the water and watch what the Lord will do. With every step you draw near to him, he draws near to you. That was just a little sidebar. I should have said that last week, and I didn't, so I caught up. So, uh, the healing waters, verse 8. And he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region. It goes down into the valley. We dealt with that last week, the Jordan Valley, the lowest place on earth. And it enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. The healing of the waters. The waters representing the, the flow and the move of the Spirit of God. And specifically about how you as an individual, we as a church, we as the body of Christ, how we operate, how our life is in the midst of the flow of this heavenly river. Jesus said, out of your innermost being, out of your belly, the King James says, will flow rivers of living water. That's God's will and purpose for you. When it reaches the sea, he said, its waters are healed. Something significant changed with the waters when it traveled out of the valley and entered the sea. This river went down to the lowest region, rivers as we'll find in a moment, went down to the lowest place on earth, and it traveled, and something happened when it was going through that low spot and that valley. Every time you change, uh, how can I say it, not just altitude, every time you go through something that is difficult in your life, when you go through a valley, the old timers used to actually use that phrase, when you go through a valley, uh, every time that happens, you're impacted. And it's up to you and how you yield to the workings and dealings of God, whether you come out better or whether you come out bitter. Whether you come out uh, in victory or whether you come out just, just limping. And guess what? I've been around here long enough. We all got a limp, right? <laughs> There's no, nobody perfect. We've all been through the ups and downs of life. The great news is, is that he's been there with us. The great news is he's never going to change and he's going to be with us to the very end. But something significant changed with the waters when it traveled out of the valley and entered the sea. The, the, something to consider here is that God doesn't intend for you to spend your whole life in the valley. At some point, there's a place and a way to come out of the valley. Come on, somebody. At some point, there's a way to come out of the trials and testings of life. At some point, you go from being a child to where you enter into a a full-grown believer, if I can say it that way. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, but now I've grown up and and, and I put away childish things and I, I think as a man. There's that process 
of growth and expansion and increase and maturity, but there's also a process of going through the, the ups and downs of life. And some of them are more difficult than others. I praise God for the victory, but I can share with you my own testimonies is I've got just as much benefit out of the valleys as I ever did from the mountaintops. But it was more critical in knowing how to come up out of the valley than it is to how to come down from the mountaintop. We're talking about the valleys today. Something happened. What was the water healed from? He said, son of man, have you seen this? The water flows towards the eastern region. It goes down in the valley, and it enters the seas. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. What was the water healed from? What do I got to be healed? What does this church need to be healed from? Oh, just by the way, there are no churches anywhere in America that don't need healing on some level. None. And the ones that are really, really, really good, you go there, they're going to need healing. 